time again for another episode of Real True Facts. My name is Shirley Jones. And I am Ben Vereen. Not that one. So we have a huge show for you today. Um, it, I, You know, I want to say it's out of this world, but I think that might be a little too cheesy. I think, it, well, it, it would be if the show weren't out of this world. It really is. Uh, so I'm perfectly comfortable with that. Well, then... Our show is out of this world today uh, because we are talking all about aliens. Right. And this is a big, a big, juicy topic. So, uh, you know, we want to really uh, dig in as far as we can. But it, uh, it is, you know, we could do the, the whole podcast itself could be just about aliens. So hopefully we can pick and choose the, the right things to uh, to uh, to explain and, and the right truths to expose. Yeah. And. It would be, well, not easy, but it would be easy, like you said, just to do an entire podcast about aliens. And so I am reluctant to limit ourselves to just this episode. So let's just say this is part one in a very, very, what I anticipate to be a very long series of discussions about aliens, because there's so much there that we can't possibly figure it all out today. We might just scratch the surface a little bit. Right, and not necessarily concurrently running series. Yeah, not necessarily. So we'll say part one, Aliens Today. Um, so I am very excited to get into it today. We've got a very special guest uh, who uh, I, I'm not even sure if we should be talking to, but he agreed to be on the show. So we'll bring him in a little bit later um, and discuss what he knows. And apparently it's a lot. Right. And, uh, you know, we are being as safe as possible. So I as far as I know, his real name will not be used yes. um, as, as far as I'm aware. So, yes, for his are, own. Yeah. yeah. And for everyone's safety, because, uh, you know, once he spills the beans, um, you know, we'll all be under the same risk. He is, I think. Yeah, uh, those beans can't be unspilled. So you can't unspill beans. You can't put toothpaste back in the tube. Can't do it. So for his safety and for all of ours, uh, we will not be using his real name today. So. And of course, we have uh, Dr. Seymour uh, back again this week to help us with uh, with the science stuffs. Uh, you know, kind of help, helps us give give us that foundation of, of uh, science every week. Yes, that we so desperately need. So so I know we don't have a segment today because it's a huge show, but I would be remiss if I didn't talk about uh, what happened in Brazil recently. Yes, you are very excited about the Brazil, the recent Brazil report. Uh, tell, tell everyone about that in case they missed it. Yeah, so a few days ago from, uh, from the recording of this show, uh, there were some crash landings of UFOs in Brazil. I believe it was a bunch of different lights in the sky. They were moving erratically, as UFOs tend to do, and they crash-landed. That's really nothing new. Things like that happen all the time. But the thing that was really spooky about it was that all the footage that people who had witnessed this crash, all the footage that they had shot, is mysteriously being removed from the Internet. And so all the news of this UFO crash-landing happened and now suddenly all the footage is nowhere to be found so that is a huge huge issue and is a little bit scary um there were a bunch of lights in the sky i think they said they were multicolored lights and uh now the government i guess the brazilian government is stepping in saying that there's really nothing to see here by literally saying there's nothing to see by taking all the videos off so that is sort of the latest and greatest there we had the um 
uh, declassification of one UFO sighting in the States not too long ago, and now we have this instance in Brazil. So we're kind of seeing like, you know, the toothpaste not being able to go back into the tube now that these things are coming out. Now we have tons of other things that are being withheld from the public, which is not cool. Right. And I think uh, it's become uh, pretty obvious that UFOs are out there and uh, have been uh, coming and going and uh, back and forth, uh, Earth and beyond. So, you know, this episode or, you know, I think it's safe to assume that UFOs are are real and are here. Um, and so we're going uh, to take it to the next level and really talk about, well, OK, we yeah, UFOs, obviously, but well, who or what is on those UFOs and have we communicated with them? Right. And the ones in Brazil exploded. So not only did they crash, they exploded. So there's really nothing left. And there's a whole conspiracy there. Was that, I don't think that was in the video. That must've been in, in, in the article, which. Right. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't in the video. It's very hard to find the videos why, now, but uh, I, yeah, I did manage to. I must have missed it if it was in, in words. Yeah, if it was written, you probably would have yeah, missed, missed it. it. But there was a massive explosion, I think three explosions. Um, and uh, people are saying that maybe the government stepped in and blew these things up so normal civilians wouldn't be able to see the technology. Um, a lot of times that happens. They will blow up things that are technologically advanced so that technology can't land into the hands of others. So they're thinking that may have happened as well. Right. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, maybe we should uh, see if we can bring in uh, Dr. Seymour to, to start getting a, a science scientific. Yeah, I, know, I, th- I think we don't have a, a moment to waste here. Let me just bring him in up from our science bunker here. Go, Dr. Seymour, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. It's good to hear from you both. Hello, welcome back. Great to have you here, Dr. Seymour. Um, So this is some, you know, we're not talking about just earthly science here. We're talking about some science that, uh, you know, I don't know. Is it still called science if it's it's not based on the the laws and physics of Earth, first of all? Um, Yes, and that's one of the challenges is um, all of our scientific study is limited to the laws, the experiences, the, the biology, chemistry, physics um that we're used to here and uh trying to to extrapolate that and connect it with what we know is is its own field of science now okay so for moving forward can we is it safe to assume that uh the laws of physics are the same on earth as they are on on other planets or other galaxies i've been told gravity might be different but other than that are general the things going to work the same way? Um, we do have reason to believe that uh, physics uh, would would be pretty similar until we get into like a, a black hole scenario. And right, and I've heard of those. Yeah, all bets are off with black holes. Right, right. Uh, yeah, you just. I mean, down is up, up is down. Um, and and I, one I of the, the comforting things in terms of that is that the, the laws of physics then can dictate. Um, the rest of the fields of science as well. So we have a, although there's going to be quite a few differences, we, we have a comfortable starting point. So we have a good scientific foundation uh, to start off with. And we're talking about, you know, UFOs, uh, they kind of use physics to their advantage. Um, you know, what about these, what about beings that come from the UFOs? Uh, you know, do we have any reference? 
Well, that's that's where the challenge becomes a, a little bit greater. Um, it's been since, oh gosh, mid 20th century, uh, maybe 100 years, if we're going to be generous, probably not that long, but since we have been trying to approach um, extraterrestrials with a, a bit more of a scientific touch, and the the initial approach was always assuming that other life was similar to life on Earth, using the same chemistry, therefore the same biology. Um, and as we start to learn more through astronomy, through physics, about um, other parts of our solar system and about other galaxies, other solar systems, we're starting to open our minds to new, different possibilities for, for how life could exist outside um, outside Earth, but also how that life could interact with Earth's life. Okay. I think, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think we have, as a people, graduated from the notion of tiny green men coming down and flying saucers, which may have happened, but I think we're also at a point now where we recognize that there's a lot of different technology out there and that the shapes of these aliens could be corporal, they could be something else. And uh, we're a little bit more open to the possibility of, of what a different alien life form might look like. And so I think it's very interesting, especially talking today about aliens and the existence of aliens, is that we're not just talking about the way an alien looks in a cartoon, um, because we have actual evidence of what or at least some aliens could have looked like in ancient Egypt from a previous episode. But we're also talking about just the very existence of, of different kinds of aliens and what that might mean for us as a society as far as making contact. Because that's my number one priority as far as you know thinking about aliens is when are we going to make contact and what is that contact going to look like for us? contact i think that is uh, I, I think that's an important maybe that's a good goal we can set for ourselves even in this discussion so we're not getting bogged down in the details of oh well are there are they tall are they short what kind you know are there big ones little ones green ones gray ones yeah. but maybe okay well how are we communicating what's the goal what do we want to accomplish here um so that could be that could be a really good focus for us moving forward because at the end of the day it really does come back to communication yeah what what do they want from us? Do they want anything? They may not want anything at all, but they might want to convey messages, and we have to be open to receive those messages. I mean, just if you look at different species on Earth, they all look and sound and communicate in different ways. And so I think it would stand to reason, um, and I think a little bit of Dr. Seymour might be rubbing off on me just scientifically, that it's not finite what these beings might look like. So just being able to to know for sure that there is alien life out there and that they may want to contact us that gives me a lot of reassurance yeah uh so one thing i wanted to before we bring our guest out so dr seymour when it comes to communication what kind of examples do we already have that may be uh non-traditional or or you know not just talking or sign language uh in nature uh what kind of maybe examples of communication we have that might be a little more uh unorthodox um with uh yeah the animal kingdom correct um well, a lot of communication between animals here on Earth is visual. 
Um, sometimes that is uh, the way they move, the, the colors, the, the, the shapes that they're making. But sometimes it can also be through um, transmission or lack thereof of light from one thing to another. And, that, and that's not what we would have considered even 20, 30 years ago as communication, but the ability to, um, to track light waves um, from one being to another is an incredible way that we have recently discovered animals are able to communicate sometimes even um, more complex messages to one another than what humans can communicate. Oh, okay, so that's uh, that makes sense. Yeah, the I mean, they're communicating with us even before they get out of their ships, mm -hmm. crafts with these blinking lights and flashing lights, and we we don't really quite understand it yet. We just know they're saying something, and we're receiving it. It's like a Morse code, or you know, like if you look at Close Encounters, popular movie, we know that a lot of times things that happen in movies really happen in real life. Things are based on that, so they could be using a more complex language like music or even math to communicate to us in that way as well. And I've heard, I've heard dolphins uh, have psychic powers uh, for lack of a better uh, terminology. Um, and you don't need to explain the whole thing, doc, cause that's, uh, you know, we can do a whole episode about psychic dolphins, but is uh, I've heard of that. Um, is that yes or no? Is that true? Yes. And the, the, the Cliff Notes version is about the difference in speed of sound and light in water versus air. Wow. Okay. That's exciting because now we have a couple. We already established two ways. Maybe these aliens are communicating with us, you know, light waves and sound waves, um, you know, like dolphins or uh, other animals. So this well, is. Have, really you, have you guys ever swam with a dolphin before? I have not. I do not know how to swim. Well, unfortunately, yeah, I mean, fortunately, underground, you don't need that. But I have actually swam with a dolphin. I swam with a dolphin in Honduras. Did you feel like it was communicating with you in ways that you may that made you un, not uncomfortable, but that's ways that surprised you? One thousand percent. I was mm -hmm. so surprised with my interaction. Uh, the dolphin's name was Kenny. It didn't tell me that, but its trainer did. K-E-K-E-N-N -E -E or K-I? Like, like, I'm sure. Well, I assumed it was like E-Y, like Kenny Chesney. But okay. it could have been Kenny, like N-Y, like South Park. I don't oh, know. Sorry, I meant the, the, the second letter. Uh, Kenny or, or Kenny? Oh. oh, like no, like Kenny. Like, mm. oh, my God, they killed Kenny. <laughs> sure. Uh, it's really not that important. Or, or like Ken, Ken dash E, like Wally. That could have been the case too uh but um dolphins uh, what i learned from them um not only was the experience in the water so profound i physically wept but the interaction also came with a warning because dolphins are very uh flirty and they're very strong so they like to just knock you over because that's a way that they can communicate with you is they like to play games and so I guess thinking about different species, it's like we can't rule out the possibility of fun because a lot sure, of things, it, it, a lot of things end up being really serious and it, it could be not as serious as that. We could be having a fun communication as well, like, you know, some kind of 
you know, different creature wants to play a game with us. And I, th- I think people are so quick to assume that things are just kind of sinister in nature. I definitely do because of my relationship with ghosts that we learned last week. But, you know, there is an element of fun to it, too. And I will say when you look into the eyes of a dolphin, you feel it staring into your soul. They know things that we can't even begin to understand and if that's happening on our planet i am curious to see what's happening on other planets as well that's a that's very insightful so uh you know everyone gets caught up in oh well the aliens are you know abducting us they're cloning us they're they want to destroy us they want to say maybe you know maybe the aliens just want to tell us a good joke you know maybe they just want to have fun yeah yeah maybe they do girls just want to have fun so do aliens so i think that might be something that we should bring up with our special guest and if i don't see any reason not to we i think we should probably bring him in yeah why don't we take a a quick break and uh come back with uh with our special guest we're back this week on real true facts talking about aliens and our uh, our very special guest uh, goes simply by Agent Thirty Seven. That's what I I know him or her by. Yes, uh, they do go by that. We asked if we would be able to use. Um, I believe it's a guy. I we were able to use his real name. He said no and didn't really extrapolate on any of that stuff. So we'll just go by his code. Uh, I guess it's a code name Agent Thirty Seven. I think and that's, it's that's good for, us. for everyone. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's safest it's, for everybody. Yeah, that'll be safest for everyone. Yeah. So, uh, Agent Thirty Seven, are you are you with us? I am here. Thank you for having me on today. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. We know that speaking about these things can border on being very dangerous. Yeah. Just before we continue, just know that there, we have to tread very lightly and be very careful with what I can and cannot answer today. Sure. I'd love to help you out uh, to the best of my ability. Thank you. Yes. Thank we'll you. Tr- yeah. Yeah. And the other side of that coin, you know, uh, just know that we're only doing this to try and bring things to light uh, for the public. And it's, you know, it's nothing is personal uh, if, we, mm-hmm. if we're really poking and prodding and really getting in there. And the crevices and the nooks and crannies. Uh, we're just uh, trying to do our public service. Understood. Thank you. Now, your title is the Director of Alien Operations. Is that correct? That is, uh, that is correct. Okay. Now, is there a specific organization? Are we allowed to? Can we tie you to the NSA or uh, um, the OS? Nothing exciting, unfortunately. Um, just a little background on me. I do have a, a, a master in chemistry, a PhD in aerophysics. Uh, I was a colonel in the Air Force, and currently I work as uh, chief consultant on Space Force and close personal friend and colleague to uh, Mr. Tom DeLong. Oh, we love Tom. Wow. Okay. That's good enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's quite the pedigree. Um I guess I'll just call you 37, sort of like a James Bond kind of thing. Uh, can you take us through like a, a normal day in the life? Is there a normal day when you're dealing with things like this? It is. It's not as, as exciting as, as a lot of people. Um, it's not all ray guns and explosions, you know. Mm. Mostly it's just scrubbing the internet of, of videos and, you know, trying to... <sighs> My week has been a little hectic, you know, this week, of course, like going through and deleting videos and, and moderating Twitter and, and, and working closely with Google to make sure that certain things don't uh, come to the surface. And a lot of office stuff, a lot of uh, control, I'll delete a lot of emails, mm-hmm. 
fork. Uh, you can uh, you can imagine. Yeah. Now, are you spe- uh, speaking specifically about the incidents in Brazil, or I'm, are I there things beyond that? Uh, but I think you can draw a correlation there uh, sure. for just everyone's own safety. I, uh, you, you got thousands of videos up, and 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 we go, yes, yes. There's aliens. You're exactly what you saw was aliens. How do you think you know people are going to react to that? You, you see. You see, we try try to close down states for, for for two weeks, and people cram into bars and and protest and riot. Could you imagine if we allowed videos of uh, extra <laughs> extraterrestrial life to just float around on Twitter? Wow. So, I where does uh, maybe the, the history of this? Was there a point in time where where the you know the agencies or, or government said you know made the decision? You know what we have to for their own safety hide this from the public, or has it been a gradual thing, or was there like a one tipping point, or were, I, I'm curious if there was you know a meeting they said you know what this uh, information stuff is not going well, so let's just let's just pretend sure. that it, doesn't it, exist. It's kind of our. Uh... It's kind of our fun little slogan around the office is that uh, information is the enemy. Um, I think history does repeat itself with people, and you see what happens when too much information comes at two people, uh, too many people, too fast. You know, you take the uh, the JFK assassination. Um, you know, one horrible person did a horrible, crazy thing, and then next thing you know, people are uh, you know, attacking the the CIA and and the mafia and and. And um, in Cuba, in Russia, and the more information people have, um, I feel we need to limit the amount of content that are getting into people's hands to, for, for their own safety. They, they, they don't understand, and they try to take things in their own hands. And, and it would just be – if we released everything that we had, there would be chaos in the streets and, and, and rioting and looting and what's the point and, and – believers would be non-believers and and non-believers would be believers it was it's just best to limit that flow what do you think it took so many years for us to uh, actually release the the videos that we had we go okay we'll give you this and um and no one cared no one cared um and that was kind of that that flow of here they want these big reveals and we give them a little bit and it kind of satisfies them for a little bit yeah Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, we've kind of discussed similar um, uh, thoughts in our uh, previous episodes with our UFO reports and things that kind of trickling out information to to keep uh, folks generally satisfied. So, uh, how far back does this go as far as uh, information? I mean, we're talking, you know, the eighties, the twenties, the the fifties. I've heard so many different things. I don't really know. I, I don't know how long uh, we've been visited. Because you said it's not all ray guns, but that would help me assume that there might be some ray guns. Well, you look back on events of alien sightings, and, and I'm when I'm and I'm not one of these um, information deniers. Uh, I, I will go on record and say that yes, that uh, UFOs are real. Are there little green men in the spaceships? No. Um, I, and you look back on different events throughout history, and when we when we've been visited, I believe that they are watching us. I believe that. Um, they are keeping an eye on us, and you go back through history, and you look at, you know, Area Fifty One, for, for instance. You know what happened a, le- a year later. You know Fidel Castro begins a revolution in Cuba. We talk n- n- crisis of nuclear weapons and missiles, and 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 before that, the atom bomb. There was sightings around uh, a few months prior for the atom bomb. Um, Brazil uh, is, is another example. Of Brazil in the middle of a widespread virus. We have uh, alien sightings kind of coming down, and. Um, 
1996, of course, you know, a couple of months before the release of Independence Day. Throughout all these, you know, uh, events in history, we've we've been visited by aliens. And I feel that they're keeping a watchful eye on us. You know, there's there's many planets in this galaxy. And we, of course, have been very negligent with ours, as as you're all aware, uh, Dr. Seymour, I'm sure, uh, Ben and Shirley. How we handle the the environment and the planet and the things that we're given and the, the borders and the and and the and the nuclear weapons and the fallout and so I think uh, it is it is under my opinion and a, a opinion of a few of my the people I work under is that they are keeping a closeful watchful eye on us for the benefit and the better good of uh, the other solar systems and planets that, that are out there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I have a question, um, and I, I guess. I'll open this up to anybody. Why do we always end up going to an us versus them kind of thing? And and maybe Dr. Seymour can answer this too from an anthropologist standpoint, because I know he has a degree in anthropology that might be a, a social thing too. But I know a lot of times it comes down to our fear of the unknown, but a lot of times with aliens and making contact, it ends up being us versus them. And is it, is it self-preservation to think that, or is that, um, a negative thing that we, that we should kind of throw out? I mean, if you would like me to feel that we talk about the the flow of information, uh, imagine if I told, uh, Ben, Dr. Seymour and Shirley say, I tell you that we are horribly, horribly outgunned and, and, and outmatched uh, as far as technology and weapons are concerned. Uh, could you imagine the the amount of fear that you would live in knowing that is we do want to make it an us versus them, but there is no us versus them. There, there's no, we're bringing rocks uh, to a firefight at, at this point, uh, horribly unmatched. And, and so that's where we talk about this um, information not being made public is um, the, the amount of fear that we would live in if there were to be a quote unquote attack, uh, so to speak. So it does seem that we are greatly uh, un, uh, outmatched uh, with technology and weapons, um, but we've had some insights into what they have to offer. Um, what uh, what would be one of the, the biggest kind of discoveries we've had uh, into giving us insight into their, their technology? Well, if you look at the videos that were released uh, a while back, they have uh, they, their spacecrafts don't uh, uh, apply the physics that we have. They they don't abide the same laws that we do, and so they are able to to reach altitudes of ten, thirty thousand, forty, fifty thousand feet in a matter of seconds, um, and they're also able to vanish um, in thin air. And so, which makes it a very difficult target if you, uh, if it is a hostile situation of bringing that target down when our radars can't even uh, uh, grasp uh, a lock on it. Oh, wow. So, uh, what about, I have to ask, alien autopsies, how many have you been a part of uh, in your, your career? Um, you know, being very careful on how to answer that, I will say um, two. But it's not in the uh, sense that you're thinking as far as like men, most the uh, "Quote unquote alien life forms that we have found are microorganisms that we've mm-hmm. found in the um, on the seats of, of spacecraft. Oh. Okay. So, so, so the big gray men with fingers and eyeballs, I uh, have never seen. Um, okay. And um, and mostly we're dealing with microorganisms and for advanced uh, herbology type of things. Okay. In your professional opinion. How long do you think it's going to be until 
the uh, status quo is able to make contact in the way that we want to? I believe that they are already here. I believe that they've been here for some time. Um, as far as, as the, the purpose, other than we, you know, we've concluded keeping a watchful eye on us, you know, the, the sun rose today, right? We just we don't even think about that. The sun just kind of came up today. Um, imagine the sun didn't come up today. But just took a day off. You know, the planet Earth would we would fail to exist in about twelve hours. That's mm-hmm. the reality of the situation. We would all be dead in twelve hours. Well, say planet Earth decides to nuke itself into uh, utter oblivion. We just des- we destroy our ozone layer. Uh, that's going to cause a ripple effect to other planets uh, across the solar system. You know, we're getting far more advanced with our weapons. We're getting far more advanced with how far we're going into space. Uh, that's signaling to other planets that we are, uh, you know, able to go further than we we ever been, and and which causes could cause a, a possible threat to them. So I believe it's more of not making contact as so much as um, a recon mission is is kind of what I like to call it. Is they are reporting. We do have uh, reports that they are sending data back to somewhere um, in the form of a code that we don't quite understand. It's more. Uh, and not not as much zeros and ones as it is um, almost a light uh, and visual code. Mm-hmm. Similar to what we saw in a movie like Close Encounters. Uh, I've never seen that movie, but um, I'm sure, yes. Okay. Yes. yes, I try to avoid the alien movies. It's, uh, you know, I don't like to take my work home with me. Yeah, that's true. It's, it would be hard for you to watch like, ah, that's not how that is. Or, oh, they, they got it completely right maybe we should like scrub this movie from, <laughs> from yeah, history yeah, yeah, we have talked about that before certain movies and and you know we we've, we've kind of under the conclusion well the movie's already been released the people have seen it um yeah. you know some some have gotten very close uh, <laughs> i will say that we do have to watch uh stuff in our in our briefings and some of these hollywood movies have uh i don't know how but have gotten it uh pretty accurate can you say which ones uh predator 2 i think oh wow was one that really surprised us. Yeah. I knew it. You know, some people prefer uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, but uh, I think Danny Glover is a perfectly uh, serviceable action uh, star. So, sure. Uh, I, I agree. I, I agree. But a lot of people say because he's past his prime and in his age, and, and, uh, and I, I'm one of those that dis- disagrees with that completely. Exactly. I knew it. So are there any movies were that we're not aware of that were made that just didn't uh, make it to our eyeballs? Well, uh, you know, again, I have to be very careful about how uh, how I answer that. But um, some movies, some movies definitely have been shelved um, for the greater good. Uh, I will say that. So I, uh, that makes sense. So we don't have another War of the Worlds situation. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so that does, you know, it, it's for our protection. So that part does make sense. Mm-hmm. What um, What's the closest we've ever been to? I've heard how, you know, UFOs have gotten uh, kind of triggered some of our, our systems are, are, uh, and almost caused, you know, World War III during, during the Cold War and things like that. What's how close? Have we really been to just total annihilation? Um, I, I'm very close. Uh, at times, there have been some some very um, some very close calls. Uh, again, I believe that there. Uh, to reiterate, um, the solar impact of this whole situation, Earth is Earth is a part of a bigger piece. I don't think that they want that. 
um, again, I think that offsets the the balance of, of their planet and their solar system and any sort of harm done to us, whether it be by them or by us, um, it's bad for the greater good. You know, if, if you're if Japan gets nuked um, in America, America, we're going to see uh, a fallout of that. You know, eventually it may not be immediate, but you're going to look at it eventually as far as air quality or, or exports or or fish and, and the, the, if there's a tsunami in America, uh, a year later will be felt on, on a different continent. So uh, I believe it's the same kind of effect for them. The, 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 they, don't want, they don't want global annihilation of us. They do, they have gotten close uh, to, you know, when you try to stop something, you oftentimes start that thing that you are trying to prevent. And I believe that they have gotten close a few times trying to stop us uh, on the brink of a global war and have actually almost triggered that. So why don't we take a quick break and we'll be right back with uh, Agent 37 giving us uh, some more insight into aliens. We are back on Real True Facts, talking about aliens today with Agent 37, the uh, director of alien operations. He's got uh, a pretty big pedigree within the government and uh, technology. I I believe he mentioned chemistry as well. So uh, we are very lucky to have him today to talk to us about alien technology, perhaps making contact, and what might be the best case scenario for uh, human and alien interaction. I want to ask Agent 37 a question because he brought this up, and this was also something that Dr. Lauren Jay brought up too, is when they say that the aliens are already among us. Um, both times I've heard that it's sort of been shrouded in secrecy and I want to ask are there aliens living among us? Yes. How do we know? How do you know or how do I know? Well, well, I don't know if you can say Uh, how you know but if if we were to identify as as a regular person if we were to identify that out in the real world how would we be able to recognize something like that? Well, I'm not so sure that, that that you or I would in our daily um, goings on. I believe with the the data that we've collected and uh, and some of the research that we've done, I am comfortable to say that there are aliens here. I believe that uh, our dogs would be the first to know. Sure. Um, you see, you of course you see uh, when it comes to ghosts, which I firmly do not believe in. I believe oh. dogs are barking at the air. I believe, believe that is um, uh, life from, from a different planet that is actually here trying to make contact and, and is here. I believe that they can see it before we can. Mm-hmm. So uh, you mentioned microorganisms kind of uh, leftovers uh, yes. in, in some of the crafts. Um, did those uh, leftovers um, give us any any inkling as to what what uh, kind of beings we're dealing with? Are they small or big or, or a size not part of their vocabulary? Thank uh, you. Yes, correct. Uh, it, it, there it is not about size as it is to us um, as far as weight and height. Um, size to them is um, is so microscopic that it would be very hard for us to see. Uh, again, which brings us back to why the uh, the animals may see them first. We're talking about something as small as almost like a um, like a black mold that would grow on the ceiling of your uh, uh, bathroom. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to that size, very minuscule, very small, but very extremely powerful and extremely intelligent, um, almost like a uh, like a small CPU, uh, almost like a computer system would be firing information off, but uh, mm-hmm. not very big. Um, is kind of what we're dealing with um, on on the case. Now, again, there's uh, there's clearance that I'm not I'm not allowed to to have. So there are definitely uh, agents uh, uh, ahead of me. Certainly, uh, Agent Forty through Forty Four. Or uh, um, uh, previous information that I am not um, the 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 little green men that um, so commonly displayed in movies and stuff. I, I have not seen. Not saying that that doesn't exist either. Or you know, I have heard uh, rumors around the office of shapeshifters of someone that could be you and I that could actually be an alien. Uh, my department is is strictly the mi- microorganisms and the the minuscule, tiny, um, almost biological life forms that we have found. Yeah, I'd like to ask Dr. Seymour because um, you're saying that if these microorganisms microorganisms are so small that that an an animal like a dog might be able to sense something like that. Um, I know dogs have something like 300 million olfactory receptors. Um, Dr. Seymour, do you think that animals are kind of hardwired to identify alien life form in the same sense that maybe a dog could sniff out a bomb or be trained to do that. Do you think that's something that physiologically they are hardwired to do? I do think that um, there, there are um, skills, uh, features, uh, abilities, there's the word I was looking for, that animals have that we are unaware of the need for them. We often attribute um, a dog's ability to find something strictly to smell, or we'll say something like a, a shark can smell blood in the water. But what what has been found with more research is it's actually um, a picking up an electromagnetic radiation that we just don't know what that is a, a footprint or fingerprint of. So, th- so there is a sensor there that is picking something up. And what we are most comfortable or what we can most colloquially attribute it to is one of our five senses. And due to its location in the animal's body, in most cases, we, we call it a sense of smell. So the animals, uh, animals, we, we know animals can sense things uh, that we can't necessarily sense. And, and it does, uh, we often attribute it to, uh, they can sniff it out or smell it out. Um, I wonder if uh, it might make sense or maybe it's already being done. We're not aware of it, just like we create bomb sniffing dogs. Because as far as I'm aware, uh, dogs don't, they're not born and then they, they, they can find bombs so maybe we can train these dogs or dogs or other animals uh, to sniff out uh, uh, alien life forms. Is that, uh, is that realistic, doctor? That does seem like a very reasonable thing. It, it, would, it would definitely take, you know, the, the right um, scent to put them on, the right, putting them on the right trail, getting them trained at an appropriate time in their life but this is a skill that they have and it's definitely something that can be improved with practice and potentially even bred into certain certain species or certain breeds of dogs so then let's throw this over to agent 37 um maybe you can't answer exactly but are we uh doing anything like this currently yes we're we're way ahead of that we've been using dogs uh for first since before i was in the agency um there are certain breeds of dogs who are better than others, and so we utilize those particular breeds of dogs. Um, 
most common being, um, of course, the poodle, of course, the uh, the uh, Shih Tzu and a, a Maltese poodle and things like that. More hypoallergenic dogs. Um, so um, we do find that dogs that um, uh, classic hunting dogs who may have better noses, you, you know, but but do shed. We do find contaminate the evidence quite a bit. So we like to use hypoallergenic dogs in our research. Interesting. So are there any times when we're seeing uh, service animals or uh, maybe a, a, a lady carrying, you know, her dog in a, in a vented uh, suitcase at the airport that oh, yeah. maybe it's not just someone who really shouldn't be taking their pet with them and they claim to have papers, uh, even though it's really nothing official. They just feel like they're better than everyone else and they can <laughs> take their dog wherever they think. Thank you, Ben. Uh, that is, uh, you know, not to let you behind too close to the veil, but if you'll notice, uh, there is a, a emotional support animal on every flight now. I will just say that is not a coincidence. Yeah, it does feel like that, doesn't it? It really does. It you know, like I knew there had one, to be. At least one on every, every flight I'm on. Well, if you guys remember after 9-11, people uh, said we should have a, a U.S. Marshal or, or a U.S. Marshal on every single flight. And... Just because they're not wearing uh, spurs and, and uh, you know, a cowboy hat and have their gun holstered to the side doesn't mean they're not on there. And the same thing can be uh, as uh, said for uh, alien sniffing dogs. Uh, it's it's all, like that thing you always talk about, Ben, hiding in plain sight. It is. The, and, uh, yeah, I was just going to say the veil is being lifted. Uh, you know, they don't all look like Jodan Baker. You have uh, um, – I don't know of any famous Shih Tzus and Poodles. I'm not, unfortunately, but – they look well, like that. We have some rock stars around the office. I, I can tell you that. Wow. So that's that's opened my eyes. Like now, I, I'll uh, perhaps I'll look at it a, a different way the next time I I'm in an airport and I'm surrounded by you know all these little dogs that really have no place in an airport because you know really why are they, I, yeah and I know they can be emotional support animals yeah. but you know who's emotional <laughs> you know well, everyone's emotional yeah and that public outrage I think. If we rally behind that and being outraged that people are abusing the uh, privilege of having an emotional support animal or actual functioning um, dog for for support uh, in other capacities, then we may not think to connect the dots and say, okay, well, those dogs are being used for a different purpose. They're just hiding under the fact that they're being like that. And it goes back to our, my original point of uh, constricting the flow of information to the public. If I were to go on record and say that every emotional support animal uh, on an airplane, <laughs> which I'm not saying, mm-hmm. uh, say that were the case. Uh, now the, the public knows that. Now now these animals aren't allowed to do their jobs and operate freely, right? You've got, did you see something? Is it an alien? Is it gonna is it gonna take this flight down? Did what you find? So now you're you're inhibiting the job for, the dog from doing its its job properly. Mm-hmm. That's one of those little tidbits of information that we like to keep a little close to the vest. Well, I want to ask you, 37, because uh, you mentioned something about Space Force. Um, I think when, when we all heard there was going to be a Space Force, I think the unanimous reaction around the country was that of elation. Excitement. Yeah, total excitement. I mean, this is such a necessary thing that we need to do. Um, can you speak on a little further what you're doing with Space Force? And does that... Uh, with your your expertise and being the director of alien operations, is that something that you see spilling over into Space Force, uh, maybe to go out to different galaxies? Oh, I don't want to say in like a Star Trek kind of way, but like, you know, leading expositions for fact-finding missions. Sure. I will say um, there are no secrets with Space Force. It's the only government program that is fully transparent. Um, 
I was absolutely against the word force in the beginning because, like I had said before, if you're dealing with alien, <laughs> some of the technology that we're there, there's we will not be exerting any force if, if, if it came to a firefight. Let, let's be very clear about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was outvoted on the name Space Force. I want uh, Space Force. I wanted to call it something else, but uh, here we are. Um, Space Force is, uh, you know, what I'm being used for is kind of a. Uh, kind of uh, mapping out the area sort sort of say you have the google maps card you see with you see driving around the neighborhood kind of taking pictures of everything i'm kind of the the google maps car of space force letting them know the, the general direction that we've seen the we talk about the light information i believe you refer to it as close encounters of the third kind we uh we talk about that light information i'm able to kind of point the director and the commander in chief into the the direction of where that we feel those signals are coming from and and where they're not coming from is this cartography? What would this be considered? In a sense, in a sense, it's it's a little bit more than that. But you, you, the space is very vast, as, as I'm sure you you have a, a planet channel, and you understand that the complexity. Okay. You don't want to go uh, shooting off a rocket in the wrong direction, like you. I believe you spoke about black holes earlier and uh, voids, and and those are just what we know about. So we we like to. Uh, Get, get kind of a triangulation on a, a, a signal so we kind of have a good idea of where we're going. If we're going to go up to these people and say, hey, you know, I've got a jar of one of your buddies here that crash landed, uh, you know, kind of a peace offering, and, and we're here, and let, let's talk. We know that you've been at Earth for a while, so let's kind of talk and, and see what we can kind of come up with. So I'm kind of helping map out the, the general direction of where we go once we get the, the technology and the, uh, the, the rocket and the, the ability to actually go there. Yeah. So with these life forms, you're talking about them on, on a scale of like a microscopic scale. That, My that they, yes. Yeah. And uh, are you a, I know sometimes with cells and things like that, you can send electromagnetic you know, impulses uh, in order to communicate. If you were going to communicate with a microorganism, what is the best way to go about that? Is, is that through like sound waves or you, um, know, it, you couldn't really speak English to it? Correct. Uh, English is, uh, again, uh, English and, and ones and zeros, uh, we're dealing with a different kind of uh, uh, speech. And for us, we've been very successful with uh, little tiny car batteries mm-hmm. and, um, and putting the positive and the negative on the actual microorganism and, and turning it to a, a medium to high voltage. And, and we don't know if the if they are admitting light. We don't know if it is, uh, you know, help, distress, I'm in pain, torture. Uh, but we do know that we are getting a response. Right. It's it's communication, I think, and that's what's that's what's important. You know that it's working. Thank well, you. That might, that might electrocute a human, but we don't know how something non-human would react to that. Exactly, right. Shirley. These these aren't humans. You know, they're not us. Right. If a human screams, we know. Hey, if a human can't scream, how do we know that it's in pain? We don't. Have you been able to decode any messages that you've gotten from these experiments? We have, and again, um, it's more GPS coordinates of, you know, hey, this is where I'm at. I feel like this is an unsafe situation. I might be in pain. Can you please come get me? And we are able to kind of get a little bit closer of where those uh, that information is going to and what planet. So again, when we are able to go out into space, we know kind of the general direction that we're going to. So it's okay. So it's almost as if we're in between, you know, they're communicating with uh, one of their own or some other destination and we're in between kind of catching what we can and trying to exactly. figure it out. Okay. That, mm. uh, that makes sense. Um, so we, we've tried to communicate with them. We're getting a little bit back, you know, speaking of communication, we men- mentioned this earlier. Um, 
with alien jokes. Is there any um, indication that they may have a sense of humor? It is uh, based on research. It is uh, we have found that they do not have a sense of humor in the, in the sense uh, that, that we would have hoped. Ouch. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Is it, well, is it a little bit more dry? Like, are they more satirical and like kind of heading a little bit? Like, what we've done, what we've done with these organisms, is we have showed various you know comedies to them to to get to elicit a response. You know, of course, all three Rush Hour movies we've shown, sure. um, and, and um, things of that sort. The second Caddyshack, things of that sort, and um, we're not seeing too much of a response as far as the humor, uh, even though the writing is solid and the jokes are you know pretty much bulletproof wow. uh, on those four movies. We're not seeing a response. We are seeing a response on uh, more um, daytime television things that you would see, sure. uh, as you would see kind of um, the hourglass uh, on a lot of soap operas, um, Days of Our Lives, things yeah. of that sort. We are seeing a sort of a uh, kind of a kindred um, response from them of, of almost recognition. Um, Maybe they relate to the sand because it's small. We thought about the sand because it's definitely when the hourglass gets tipped. We we think that it could be them letting us know that our time here is running out. Um, It could be a hostile. um, uh, We're not sure. We're still looking into that. We've talked to, especially in the last episode and then and even earlier today, that we know that uh, Hollywood is sometimes getting it right. And, you know, if you're showing these organisms like peak examples of, of comedy and, and humanity and they're relating to it, then we know that there's some kind of common thread between the two of them there. So, you know, I don't know ethically if that's something that should be um, continued, but I will leave it up to you, agent, um, to do what is right. Yep. That's uh, that's where I get paid the big bucks. And, you know, you guys don't have to worry about too, too much. You know, I will say that they're there's there's some movies that uh, we have shelved. There's some movies that we've kind of had our hand, in. there's also been some movies that we have uh, that we have released to um, uh, you know to kind of uh, promote kind of what we're doing here. Uh, oh, you finance some things. You've seen Captain Marvel. You say, oh, that, that clearly that's been funded by the Air Force, or you know, or if you watch movies like Top Gun, things of that sort. We've uh, we've had our hand in a in a few in a, in a few. Mm-hmm. I will say that we're not afraid to uh, to have a little fun. I want to ask, too, because we have spoken about ancient aliens as well and their involvement in the pyramids, which we know from um, Dr. Lauren Jay, she did confirm the existence of a body. Now, that was ages ago. Are there bodies like that, like a like an actual humanoid currently in your possession or have the aliens evolved into something much smaller and undetectable. I believe that they have evolved. Um, there are rumors around the office, um, as especially agents 41 through 45 have spoken of a, almost a human life form. Um, I have personally have not seen that, but I do know that there are whispers around the water cooler, so to speak of, of them. They do have that. They do like to hold that over our heads at times. Um, they kind of make fun of us because we have the, the jars <laughs> of bacteria and, and then that's right. they may or may not have an alien body. I will say that it's nowhere near area 51. I, I believe that people were trying to raid area 51, uh, last year, which, um, <laughs> was going to be very disappointing for them. Uh, we do have, a, a, things in an undisclosed location. It's definitely nowhere near Nevada. But, um, uh, as far as a human, again, I haven't seen that. Um, I have been taunted, 
uh, you know, by my superiors that, that it's above my pay grade and uh, Agent 37 can't look at the, the alien body that we have upstairs, things of that sort. So I, I am to believe that, that, that there is something, yes. And I do believe that it, it has gotten smaller throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Because we... We talked about the aliens' involvement in the pyramids and that they were able to build something like that. Um, do you think they are capable of building something like that again, or is it, or, or will we find them more on like a smaller level as far as like um, evolution goes? If we are to maybe absorb these organisms within us, is I don't want to say mutants, but could that happen? I mean, anything's possible right now, especially with the advancement and, and what we're seeing is the, the visitations are becoming more and more frequent. I believe it would appear as something as like a virus um, yeah. that, that we would, uh, that, that would be the way they would infiltrate us um, mm-hmm. something like that were to happen. Yeah. Well, I'll open that up to Dr. Seymour too. Um, in your professional opinion, what do you think is next in the case of human evolution? I think... Um the, the, the next natural step in human evolution is kind of breaching the fourth dimension of time. And I do think um, these, these aliens with more technology, with more experience traveling greater distances in small amount of time, um, that's a, a natural connection there that it could be some overlap, could be something that's, that comes from them could be something that was naturally in our trajectory and they're just ahead of us along those things but but definitely kind of getting going from a three-dimensional to a four-dimensional um life experience Mm -hmm. and dr seymour do you because that all sounds like the next step in human evolution is going to be an alien one do you think that we have a missing link now between what humans are going to be in the future or do you think that is already there. That's a um, that's a great question. Um, we in a in a previous episode we did talk about like the the transition from you know ape to man and how that wasn't a, a light switch where where one iteration disappears and the and the next appears. And I think that there's a very good chance. Um, that the process is starting, that the, the alien um, evolution of human is slowly starting. I think some are aware of it. Many people are in the unaware stages, but I think the, the general population is is still maybe um, one to two generations from it. Sure. I mean, that's all just speculation at this point. And... Uh... Sometimes it's good to do that. Sometimes it's good to to ask these questions because fortunately we have uh, specialists such as yourselves that are able to answer these things. I think uh, we are due for another break. So why don't we go into that and we will be right back with Agent 37 and Dr. Seymour talking today about aliens among us. We'll be right back. We're back this week 
talking about aliens on Real True Facts with uh, Agent 37 and uh, our resident in-house science expert, Dr. Seymour. Um, and we've covered quite a bit of things and learned a, a lot of new things, such as, you know, uh, that size is relative and yeah. uh, it, it, everything isn't always as it seems. Yeah, there's a lot of new things that... I certainly did not know as far as size and, and maybe what the aliens want right now and, and how we're able to communicate. So I'm just considering this part one in a very, very long series of of uncovering the truth about aliens and mo- many different kinds of aliens that we're learning as well. Right. And uh, it's it's just one more uh, facet of our ongoing investigation into, uh, you know, revealing the truth uh, and the facts for everyone out there. It's uh, what we do and uh, uh, we'll continue to uh, to delve deeper. So um, before before we uh, say goodbye to uh, both Dr. Seymour and Agent 37, since uh, it sounds like these that so many aliens are in plain sight, um, one thing that I always ask for is advice or, or hints or suggestions um, to for folks to say to stay safe. Um, so, Agent Thirty Seven, if we think you know we might be interacting with the, an alien or something, should we be doing or not doing certain things? Well, just from our research, we do they do respond to um, violence and torture as far as electromagnetic uh, sort of shocks. So I, I would not suggest trying to um, to uh, electrocute them in, in any sense uh, okay. of, of that. I would, uh, um, you know, we, we have a pretty good eye on things and um, we, we are not led to believe that they are hostile at this point. Again, um, if you were to confront an alien um and, and with violence, we do believe that it would not um, – it would end very quickly for, for you. So um, if, if something happens, just do not engage. Call the local authorities, and, and somebody will contact us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so keep calm and carry on. Yeah, keep calm carry on. Dr. Seymour, do you have anything else that you'd like to add? I think um, to, to just add to that and what Agent 37 said before, um, the – from the um, – perspective of of the alien species and not just earth but the the whole universe the galaxy um our species thriving and doing well um allowing earth to thrive is something that's positive not just for us but for everyone so the fact that we are outmatched in this fight is not necessarily a bad thing because they just want what's best for us because it's what's best for them so by um by living our best life, and as we said, keeping calm, we are, in fact, helping ourselves help them um, make this a safer place. My hope is that we ultimately find something that we both think is funny. I think there's a lot of unity and humor, and I think if we can both find something to laugh at, uh, something to relate to that that might make our world a little bit smaller, make us understand these uh, alien life forms just a little bit better. So um, I'll go ahead and say thank you to Agent 37. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing. And uh, I know maybe at times it might seem a little boring, but it's very fascinating to us. And we know you're taking a great risk uh, coming here today to speak on that. But what we do is a public service, and we certainly appreciate your expertise. Yes, thank you, uh, Shirley, Dr. Seymour, and Ben, for having me. It's good talking with you. And uh, we'll uh, 
We'll check in occasionally with Agent 37 and see how we're doing. Uh, I'll go ahead and close up the science bunker here. Thank you, Dr. Seymour, for joining us again this week. We certainly appreciate it. So, uh, Shirley, do we have uh, what kind of um, viewer mail have we picked out for this week? We have some mail. Out of We have some mail. Um, So it's a good pile today. Um, New information from uh, Real True Facts. We are now on YouTube. So, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Cause I know a lot of people, uh, YouTube goes back so many years. A lot of people use it to just play audio in the background. Yeah. So that's a, that's a really good idea. Yeah. So people are able to do that. Uh, if they are unable to listen to us in, in a different capacity, they can listen to us on YouTube. Uh, we'll have more content on our YouTube channel in the future, but right now we, you can catch all of our different episodes there. Uh, we do have a comment from YouTube. Um, a viewer listener wrote awesome vid more content, please. Okay. I think that means they enjoyed the uh, video and they yeah. hope for us to, to post more. Yeah. I'm going to assume that vid means, means video. So, um, we will definitely do that, uh, YouTuber. We will do that. Um, our second message today comes from our email address. Okay. Uh, that is realtruefactsmail at gmail.com. You can email us all of your questions, comments, anything, uh, recipes. We like recipes um, as well. You can email us there. It uh, comes from um, a user that says, Secret Societies, your episode about secret societies gave me the courage to stand up to my husband of 20 years, wow. who I think was in some kind of secret club. Our marriage is stronger than ever. Wow. Um, That's so sweet. Yeah, uh, sweet. And uh, um, it really is gratifying. I mean, it, it lets us know that we're, what we're doing makes a difference. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, we're, yeah. we're saving marriages, man. Yeah, more messages uh, like that, folks, instead of, hey, I have this, you know, super secret message and all these interesting facts about, you know, uh, cryptids and, and space and, and monsters. Um, you know, feel free to tell us how we're uh, making your life better. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's another part of the public service is just, you know, human human connection. Even though we're in bunkers, we can still connect with each other. Uh, our last email today is about the Mothman. This says, I loved your Mothman and recent episodes, but they were a little scary. When will you do an episode on something friendly like Bigfoot? Oh, so, so someone's reacting to the, the spookiness <laughs> of our episodes. Yeah, some of our episodes can get a little scary. But it's, yeah, it's all out of the, uh, all, all to serve humanity. Um, yes. I, I, I mean, why not do an episode on Bigfoot? It's, you know, we, we opened the can of worms on aliens. So uh, maybe we open the Bigfoot can uh, next. Yes, uh, I would absolutely love to do an episode on Bigfoot. He is one of our favorite cryptids, and we um, do have our uh, Bigfoot report where we've been monitoring uh, different things going on with Bigfoot over the years. And so, you know, let's let's give him his uh, his day in the sun. Let's do an episode about Bigfoot. So um, why don't we have our listeners tune back in next week, and we'll talk all about Bigfoot. 
That's exciting. Bigfoot is one of my personal favorites, so I, I'm I know. It, it, it'll be a fun one. It won't be scary. It'll be fun because Big, Bigfoot's a very uh, peaceful, nature-loving uh, creature. So we'll we'll get in more about that. Uh, but in the meantime, if you would like to contact us, you can do so at the following places. Obviously, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can have more uh, video content there. Uh, right now, more episodes that will be up. Uh, we are also linking our podcast on Apple Podcasts on YouTube. So if you want to listen over there, you can always do that. Leave a comment. Uh, give us a rating. It helps us do our jobs better. You can also email RealTrueFactsMail at Gmail and follow us on Instagram at, at RealTrueFactsGram. Wow. That's a, I hope. I know. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, just uh, for people who live in bunkers, we are, we surely love being contacted. Yeah. Subscribe on iTunes and, and rate us, please. That's, that's yes, what I'll please ask. Do. Yeah. And if you like the show, you like what you hear, please tell your friends that helps us get our message out to more people and help more and enlighten more as well. Indeed. Indeed. So I think if that's it, we will say goodbye to you this week, dear listeners on Real True Facts. Please join us again next week. We'll talk about the Bigfoot. We will answer more of your questions and we'll just have some fun. Uh, thank you again to our guest, Dr. Seymour and Agent 37. Um, we appreciate all of your time. We appreciate you and we appreciate you listeners. Keep tuning in and keep questioning your world because just because you hear it or see it doesn't mean it's true. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.